Good morning, and welcome to East Tennessee Now, a weekly public affairs program featuring some of the people and organizations that make our community such a great place to live, work, and raise a family. Here's your host for East Tennessee Now. Well, hello, 2022. Ringing in a new year. Good morning. This is Michelle Silva. Thank you so much for joining me. Those New Year's resolutions, diet, exercise, I'm going to get more of it, right? Health, wellness, I'm going to be so good this year. I'm going to look great. And we want to stick to it, too. (laughs) That's why I brought my friend Chip Gibson in. He is the owner of F45 Training in Knoxville, also a personal trainer, a father, husband. So you are a busy guy. (laughs) Yeah, you could say that. I mean, I'm like most people these days. Right. And so when we talk fitness, okay, someone wants to start something new this year. I'm like, I need to get into fitness. And I haven't been in a long time. Right. Where do you start, Chip? I mean, the biggest thing is one, not having unrealistic expectations. It's good to set goals, but it's also good to set realistic goals. So if you start slow, say, hey, I'm going to you know, move three times a week, whatever that is, walk, weights, exercise, go to the gym, whatever it may be, that's a good start. And just mm-hmm. say, okay, this week I'm going to get three times at 30 minutes. And then next week, I'm going to see how I feel. Maybe repeat that again. It usually takes two months to make something a habit, to make it normal for you. Most people, they'll come for a month. The resolutionist, we call them, you don't see them again. So if you can just go for two months, typically get to spring break. That's a good goal, making it three times a week, but just not setting unrealistic expectations. What are some of the trends when it comes to working out? I remember years ago, it was Jazzercise, it was Zumba. Right. It's it's all over the place. I mean, the trend's Seem, seem to be going like kind of a little away from the big box gyms. I've been a fan of those for years, but people just tend not to maybe utilize all that some of the large facilities have. So maybe, you know, they're kind of going to the, the either Planet Fitness or like more towards kind of what we do, kind of the higher end boutique style, kind of a hybrid between group training and one-on-one. So the Orange Theories, CrossFits, bar, yoga studios, you know, the smaller group training studios and Planet Fitness. Those seem to be the trends as well as Pelotons of the world. Peloton is actually really great. If you can work out at home, some kind of go back and forth with that. Like They do it for a while. They get tired of being at home, then they come back. Or they do a little of both, depending on what their lifestyle needs are. As long as you're just moving, that's the most important thing, though. I find that I have to join a gym because I know, okay, that way I have somewhere to go because I try to work out at home and it doesn't always happen. You have distractions. For you, it's probably kids. Yeah, 100%. My schedule's unpredictable, so it's tough. So I'm the same way. I mean, I, I hear it a lot of people coming in. You know, I have a home gym, but I just, my kids are there. Or there's work stuff because I work from home, so I can never get away. So sometimes just getting out and obviously, you know, I'm an owner. So yeah, I just I'm just telling you what I hear. But it is a common thing. It's more mental than anything. I just got to turn off when I'm working out. That's really hard because our cell phones, you can do everything from them. So mental health is a huge thing right now. And whatever can help with that, that's a huge key right now. Everybody, you know, kind of feels like they've been inside way too much. So getting outside of the house, whether that be just going for a walk in your neighborhood too, is is really important just to be able to kind of unplug. That's becoming, I think, more and more important as social media can present some problems and and so on and so forth. But I have to get out. I mean, I have another gym membership outside of my own for that exact reason. And you uh, mentioned mental health, mental health awareness, so Mm -hmm. forth. And I feel that when you work out, no matter what you do, 
it just kind of clear the mind. It kind of helps. Yeah. Rejuvenate clarity. clarity. Yeah. There's some studies out there and I've actually had mental health issues run in my family, depression and anxiety. You know, there's a bunch of studies out there that show this. And obviously there are certain medications that are needed for certain people. There's chemical deficiencies and I'm, I'm not bad mouthing medication because certain people need it. Definitely. But specifically this time of year, seasonal depression is a huge thing. I experienced it at certain periods of my life that were super stressful, transition periods. And it is a thing. There are studies that show that exercise can be just as effective as low-dose depression medication. The endorphins that get going, the blood flow to your brain specifically. I mean, exercise is the miracle pill, so to speak, along with eating healthy. We hadn't touched on that yet, but let's say you're just, you're not worried about your diet. Well, exercise is going to do you some good regardless of your diet. You're going to feel better just getting the sweat in. I sweat. Some people don't, and that's okay. Oh, I sweat. I sweat just <laughs> looking at the weight. But that, but see, like that's good for your skin too. Like my skin always feels just clear when I work out, but it's actually correlated directly with intensity. So actually the more intense you work, you know, you know that's specific to the individual, the higher level of the endorphins that make you feel good after you're done are going to be. There's a It's called runner's high. That's mm-hmm. kind of a common term, but you don't have to be running to do it. You could be elliptical high or, you know, peloton high or strength training, like that kind of buzz sometimes you get after a workout. That's exactly what that is. And everybody always, when's the best time to work out? Well, whenever you can. But if you do work out in the morning, you will find that the rest of your day tends to go pretty smooth because your brain's it's it's got the juices flowing so you got some energy too you do it does, <laughs> it sounds weird in the beginning it you seem like it's just it, you're always tired when you're doing it but there's a, a quote it's uh, 80% of success is just showing up mm-hmm. well if you can get to the gym or get downstairs turn the tv on you know get treadmill peloton whatever that's the hardest part it's <laughs> just doing that yeah you you can get through the workout you're not 100% but even a you at 50% of a workout's better than zero so and how do you choose the right gym? Because especially this time of year, everyone's offering specials. So try us for a week here, try a free workout, sure. or try a month here, or uh, buy one, get one free. There's so many options and so many discounts. There are a lot. I would take advantage of those. Convenience is a huge factor, and that's it depends on the person. I would try everything out, honestly. Maybe try something you haven't done before. As we get older, it, we tend to need what we don't like. For men in particular, we need to do typically more yoga type activities. Females need to strength train a little more. We all could use cardio to a point, but, you know, you can always go for a walk. So convenience is a huge thing. Sometimes, you know, financial decisions do play a role. But this is the best time to take advantage of all those promos that any gym in your five square mile radius, usually five to ten minutes is kind of the general consensus. If you can get if there's one within five to ten minutes of your house that's convenient enough for most. Say you can't afford a gym or if you do, or you just can't make it out there that day and you, well, I got my neighborhood and a beautiful day. Is walking really going to do me any good? A thousand percent. Yes. Especially this time of year, I open the doors to the gym, like go for a walk y'all. I appreciate people coming in the gym and working out with us, of course, but vitamin D is a huge thing right now. This time of year, there were studies in some Northern countries that showed the lack of vitamin D contributed to a huge flux in anxiety and depression. So uh, with last year, people not getting outside as much because we were indoors due to the pandemic. Vitamin D deficiency plays a huge role, specifically in these winter months where we have seasons. This part of the country, we have seasons where the sun's just not out as much. Go for a walk. There's studies that show that 30 minutes a day is obviously a good goal, especially if you have a sedentary job. You might even up that a little. Wait, but, 30 minutes a day, how many days a week? 
I mean, as many as possible, <laughs> but but I mean, the the 150 minutes is a good goal of activity. That might not necessarily be walking. That could be coupled with strength training, yoga, but really just to where you're. We used to have in school. It was called the talk test, where if you had to take a breath every so often and, and say we were talking like you and me are now, that was a good intensity. So kind of you don't really have to think about heart rate. You can just think, hey, if I was talking at a fast, fairly fast pace, like you and I are conversational and I have to take a breath. That's, that's a good intensity, but the higher the intensity, the less the duration. So if you were doing like one of our classes, 40 minutes is really could be pretty intense. You could lower that to maybe 120 minutes, but yeah, yeah, exactly. Well, what if I don't have 30 or 40 minutes to spend at a certain time every day? I'm glad you asked. 10 minutes is the kind of minimum one to receive the cardiovascular benefits. That's, that's the biggest thing to have a healthy heart and lungs especially right now, that's a big thing. Even if you're not feeling 100%, most people can kind of muster up to go for a little bit of a walk, specifically if it's pretty outside. You're getting the cardiovascular benefits and you're getting the vitamin D as well. It's a win-win really. But yeah, 10 minutes at a time. So I think most people could manage 10 minutes, whatever it may be. You may not think about it right now. Um, Well, we just got over that, I guess, the shopping season. But you know, you're walking throughout the mall, you're getting a lot of steps. We mentioned the 10 minutes at a time. So if you broke that up, you might not be able to schedule in an hour workout or 30 minutes, but maybe you could have 10 minutes in the morning, you know, your, your break in the morning, depending on your job, 10 minutes in the evening, walk your dog, get the mail. You know, you can set your watch, set your phone, whatever, just 10 minutes out and back, end of your neighborhood, whatever five minutes equals, and then turn around and come back. Those are really good, simple strategies to just slowly increase without it just being such a burden mentally or physically. And what about exercise after you eat? I remember back in the day, we'd out, be outside riding our bikes or playing. Right. Now, is that good for you? Does that, <laughs> am I going to work off what I already ate? Right. No, not necessarily, but it's not, it would be a good thing actually, because I quote studies. I sound like such a dork. It's, it's fairly new within the past five years is new where they did a study with diabetics and they had them do 10 minute walks after every meal, breakfast, lunch, and dinner. Um, some had a bike ergometer or just what you would call a seated bike. Others went for a walk. And specifically the last meal of the day was seemed to be the most important on their blood work, which if you haven't got your blood work done and you get regular health checkups yearly, I highly recommend getting your blood work done. But they showed a dramatic decrease in what you'd call all-cause mortality factors. Their A1C was lower. Their blood sugar was lower. Just if you do or don't have diabetes, I mean, that's still not beneficial. So just doing that activity right after, assuming you didn't have a Thanksgiving dinner, you know, size meal, which that's another discussion, <laughs> but, but yeah, is, is super beneficial. Now I wouldn't maybe go, uh, out in the ocean and tread water. You know, there's some levels of danger there depending on your type of activity, but it, it would definitely be a good thing. Actually. Let's talk a little bit about nutrition, what we should be eating. We hear so much about the keto diet, intermittent fasting, no carb, low carb. (laughs) It's it's just so confusing. It's unfortunate. There's a lot of misinformation out there and it usually is trying to sell something, you know, a product. Obviously I own a gym, but most of our nutrition, we do have a nutrition program, but it's very, what I would call holistic. It is as close to the parameter mm-hmm. of the supermarket means the freshest as possible, least processed as possible. There's there's some validity to all those diets. There's like little pieces you can take that I actually utilize sometimes. Like I, you do need carbohydrates, just not 
dozen Krispy Kreme donuts. <laughs> but yeah, just try to have healthy carbohydrates. Same thing with, with fats. You know, that's my only thing I would say with ketos. They just add fats to a lot of things. And I understand the reasoning behind it. But um, certain people just need to eat. You know, we're trying to reduce our calories. So adding fat to things just for the re is just kind of, yeah, a little confusing. I understand that. But start with your calories. Track your calories first. See where those are at. And then that's the number one thing. Calories, make sure you're getting ample protein. You don't need a crazy amount of protein. Honestly, for women, 100 grams is a good goal, depending on the size of the person. But say a 150-pound individual, that's pretty decent. Guys, similar, but I would up that to maybe 150. Then from there, obviously, that's why having your blood work done is important so you can see other, you know, what are your micronutrients, what are you deficient in, and those types of things. But, you know, whatever works is going to be, and, and it's healthy, don't get me wrong, we're not gonna I'm not gonna say the hot dog diet is a great diet but but, but I remember there's a cottage cheese one or like a peaches one you know all these kind of crazy ones you'd hear your mom my mom or dad talk about whatever ones you're gonna stick with and that is sustainable those are the two biggest things because if you're not gonna stick with it you're gonna be it's gonna be torture and if it's not sustainable then you're not going to you know you're not gonna do it forever so sustainable same thing with exercise whatever you can do and continue to do and that yields fairly decent results is going to be the best option. And I know you being a fitness trainer too, there are a couple of apps that you have recommended to clients. I mean, the Apple, I, as far as nutrition, yeah. I've always used MyFitnessPal. It's just one right out of school. I graduated in 2007. That's been around uh, one of the longer ones. You know, there was a time where we didn't have these apps. Um, you had to write it down pen and paper. Mm-hmm. But, you know, utilize that technology um, there's one called MyPlate. There's a bunch of other branded ones, I'm sure. And if they work for you, use them because it's instant feedback. A lot of times I'll just get people to say, hey, just first thing is start tracking your food. Like they don't want to do anything. It's too much effort. But your phone's right there. Once you get in the habit of it, it's like anything. It just becomes second nature. And then once that happens, it's kind of uh, sometimes it's a wake-up call. Like, oh, I didn't know that had that many calories or you know, maybe it's just portion control. Maybe you're eating right things, but you're eating too much. That actually tends to happen for me because I'm just, I'm hungry a lot. So we're always it, hungry. Yeah. Well, <laughs> some, some people don't have an appetite. It's kind of, yeah, it's a rare thing, but like drinking plenty of water, that's a huge thing that can mitigate a large appetite, but yeah. And how much water should we be drinking? Uh, the easy rule of thumb is, is half your body weight in ounces. So, you know, if say you, you weigh 200 pounds, a hundred ounces, which is, what is that? That's almost three liters. It's a little over that. So, I mean, a gallon, a gallon is 128 ounces. So you can put it this way. You can never drink too much water. True. I mean, you can, um, but it's rare. It's, it's good for it's, your skin it's, too. It's, yes. Yes. <laughs> yes. People who drink a lot of, of water, uh, tend to, their skin is clear and they do look younger. Hint, hint. I'm going to drink You look some great, more. Michelle. <laughs> what about boosting your metabolism? I know that as <clears throat> I get older and with my schedule, getting up so early, sure. going to bed, you know, just not getting enough sleep, I, I need to boost my metabolism. Well, that's the number, that's one thing. If um, if you're eating, like say you're eating right and you're, you're exercising, uh, sleep is a huge thing. So, you know, if you could focus on one thing, maybe you just sleep terrible, That, but you're, you're focused on when to have your carbs or your pre-workout or your protein shake or whatever to focus on your sleep one that, that'll help a lot of things as far as hormonally speaking but i mean strength training is going to be your number one thing to boost your resting metabolism there's actually a it's not new but it's becoming popular now it's just it's called reverse dieting and it sounds crazy but i eat uh, chocolate cake for yeah, breakfast no no <laughs> let's say you, let's say you've been yo-yo dieting for years you slowly 
lowered your metabolism over that time. Um, you're going up and down all around. Your your system's just kind of shot your adrenal system. But what it is is you basically you have maintenance calories. You eat those for a while, see where you're at, and then you slowly increase them. Now that's a very few certain people, but strength training. Sorry, we're, I'm getting sidetracked. Strength training is the number one thing, specifically for females, just because they tend to not have as much muscle. You always hear it, oh, guys lose more weight than women. Well, we've also got more to, to lose. But we've also carry more mass, particularly muscle mass, um, that um, helps us have a higher metabolism. So that would be the number one thing I would focus on, especially as we get older. Um, you're supposed to do more strength training, specifically after the age of 40, 45. Mm -hmm. um, you're supposed to increase your strength training and stretching versus just cardio all the time because your muscle will atrophy. You will lose it as you get older. Um, so that's the best and easiest way along with eating uh, enough protein. What about foods to eat? I always hear about recovery, you know, after I worked out <laughs> and I'm like, oh, okay, what do I eat now? I just had such a good workout right? and I don't want to spoil it, but I know I need to have something. Is banana, is that good? A banana is good. I mean, you really want a, a carbohydrate and a protein. You don't really want as much fat because that's going to inhibit how fast the absorption of the other two nutrients. So Typically, you're, so you, you're breaking down muscle and you're also depleting your body of um, what's called muscle glycogen, but it's carbohydrates in your muscles. So you're able to work out harder, faster, stronger. When you have those carbohydrates, that's why they are important. So a banana is a great option. Obviously, there's vitamins, minerals there that goes into your system. A piece of fruit and a protein, you know, whatever convenience, that's where the protein shakes. Sometimes it's just a matter of convenience. A yogurt might be a good option for some, and a piece of fruit. Yogurt has a lot of good benefits Protein, as yeah. far as it's good for your gut health and, and all those things. Gut health, things run in my family as far as gallbladder issues and stomach issues. So I've, I've actually gone back to eating a yogurt a day. But, that, that you know, a bar's a good thing too, more like a granola bar. Protein bars really don't, ugh, there's just a bunch of, I mean, I, that being said, I eat them every now and then, but it's just, <laughs> it's just like last resort, you know. Mm -hmm. Uh, it's better than you know than the hot dog at Wiles. <laughs> protein and carb are going to be your best bet, depending on the size of the person. But you know that's pro that's roughly bananas about 100 calories, typically. So you know two to 400 calories, depending on the the person. All right. Well, hopefully we can get people out there motivated. I know I'm a little more motivated now <laughs> to get back <laughs> to the gym. Kind of took a break during the holidays. True. Life just gets in the way. Yeah, it happens, and that's okay. I don't think we should feel guilty about that. I mean, there's some a bunch of funny shirts out there, like, you know, I deadlift so I can eat donuts, all those types of things. Most of my, the clients that I've worked with over the years, you know, we have a goal, we go pretty aggressive towards it. And then they, they maybe either they reach that goal and they're like, that wasn't so bad, let's keep going. Or they're like, hey, I'm actually really happy how I look. Let's just kind of back off a little. And then they work out so they can have, you know, football season around here is huge. So drinks and pizza and wings and all these things. Honestly, through the holidays, if you can maintain, you're doing great. Yay, that's where I'm at. So <laughs> awesome. I'm, I'm ready for 2022. Chip Gibson, who is the owner of F45 Training in Knoxville, thank you so much for being here with us. And go check him out sometime up on North Shore. Thanks for having me, Michelle. Happy New Year. Happy New Year. Sticking with getting healthy for 2022. Now we're going to talk detox. It's a word we hear often. This morning, right now, I have Dr. Jane George joining us. She is a functional medicine doctor. She's the creator of Detox 
Knox. Detox Knox. That's easy to say. All <laughs> right. Dr. Jane George, thanks for joining us. Good morning, Michelle. Thanks for having me. I'm excited about the opportunity to talk about Detox Knox today. Well, you are a functional medicine doctor. That's correct. What does that mean? Well, functional medicine is a different approach to health and wellness. So our goal is to help support optimum function, optimum health for every individual. And that's going to vary from individual to individual. So instead of chasing germs or bugs or even conditions, our goal is to get the body healthy. We do it through detoxification. We do it through gut health. And we do it through taking down inflammation, dealing with sugar balancing, even hormone balancing can be managed through using plant and natural approaches. And you probably hear of a lot of people saying, okay, I want to be healthier this coming year. Um, A lot of us, I think as you even get a little older, there's more (laughs) aches and pains and boo-boos involved. (laughs) Absolutely. So why detox? So detox, and we're not talking about like detoxing from drugs or alcohol. We're talking specifically about supporting the liver and getting toxins out of the body that build up over time. Uh, We do the detox every three months at the change of every season, but it's a great way to start the new year. So obviously it's not going to be the ultimate end all. You're going to want to do other things to take care of your wellness, but this is a great jump start. What needs to happen in the body when it detoxes is we have to support the liver. If we don't support the liver through it, this is like not a juice cleanse or a detox that people will think, oh, if I just change my diet, this is really a medical grade process. It's 10 days and it helps to support the liver as we release toxins from our body and they store in our fat cells, which is one of the reasons why a lot of people lose weight when they do these detoxes um, because we're getting those toxins out of the fat cells, metabolizing much healthier. And as they move through the liver, they have to go through what we call a biotransformation from being something that loves water to or loves fat to something that loves water. And that way the liver can package them up and send them out effectively efficiently uh, and get, get them out of the body. Okay. So I don't have to starve myself. Not at detox. all. <laughs> the awesome thing about these detoxes, and we have a variety of them. So some people are on different medications or some people have limits in their uh, daily lives. And so we have ways to manage. There's in fact, 18 different options. We can really tailor a detox to uh, an individual, but all of them allow you to eat food. And it, they they have food restrictions, shall we say, and most of us are just trying to get away from gluten. We're trying to get away from sugar, right? Um, a lot of us are trying to get away from dairy and meats, even if it's just for a short period of time to let the body and the liver do its thing. So you get to eat and it's food specific. Let's put it that way. So there are days where you will have restrictions on what you're eating, but you are absolutely able to eat all day long on every single day. And the food actually is good and healthy, full of phytonutrients, lots of colors. It actually changes your relationship to food, which is one of the great things about doing a detox at the beginning of the year, because people launch right from this detox into healthy and really sustainable ways of managing their relationships with food. I have a good relationship with food. (laughs) Almost all foods. That's my problem. (laughs) And this is a detox that you're doing with a lot of other people. So you're getting a lot of support from all different walks of life. That's right. So I started these when I was practicing in Los Angeles. So I have people that are going to be joining Detox Knox from LA. I've got people joining us from New York City. I've got people joining us from Atlanta. So yes, it's Detox Knox, but let's get Knoxville on this healthy vibe. I think it's really important for us to think about the fact that when we're detoxing, we're literally shifting our energy. We're shifting our frequency. Some people will even say our vibe. Mm -hmm. And when we do that and we become accountable, we're paying attention to that energy inside us. Most people, when they do 
this detox. They start cleaning out their closets. They clean out their car. Uh, it affects them in other ways. They get to bed a little earlier. You know, they get better sleep. All of those things will uh, are related. And when we have a lot of people doing it at one time, we call it changing the world one gut at a time is our slogan. <laughs> <laughs> I like that. Changing one gut at a time. And how many people are you expecting to do this together? Because you've done this before. Mm-hmm. Like several times during the year. This is really our second launch here in Knoxville. So we're expecting between 30 and 50 people here in Knoxville to be joining us. Our goal eventually by this time next year, we're hoping we have a thousand people doing it every three months together. Awesome. And when does it start? When does it end? It starts on January the 2nd. And in fact, if people want to, yeah, we, you got to get a pass for January 1st. Otherwise you're just like planning to fail, right? (laughs) So, uh, yeah, we start on the 2nd and people need to get their orders in. They can order their detox directly from the makers of the detox or they can buy them from me. It's actually a little cheaper to order it online from the makers. So we want to get those orders in ASAP so that they're here by January 2nd. Now I'm doing a 21 day. So if there are people who think on December the 29th, I'm going to do that detox, but I they probably won't get their their kits by the second. It's okay because I'm going to be on it for 21 days. So people can jump in a little later. Mm -hmm. But the goal is to have everybody, as many as possible, starting on the second. It's a 10-day program. What's 10 days of your life, right? Well, 10 days to restart, recharge, to feel better. I mean, honestly, we have people who have never in the world thought about doing a detox, had no idea what it was, you know, are fast food junkies and they're deciding to do this. They're deciding to join us. And when that's happened in the past, those people afterwards have gone, oh my God, I had no idea how good I could feel in just 10 days, how much weight they've lost. Now, not everybody's going to lose weight, but I've done two since the beginning of September. I did one in September and I did one in November and I've lost 34 pounds. So I have those two detoxes that were supporting my relationship to food, (laughs) but also getting those toxins out helps to balance your sugar management, helps balance your hormones, helps to kickstart your metabolism. So if you have uh, any kind of situations in your body that that have those issues, this might be of benefit to you. Can help you in so many different ways that you don't realize. Yeah. Food is medicine. And it's an addiction in certain ways. I think so. I mean, for most people, they're like, oh, can I start? Oh, I have had, can't tell you how many people after they finished it said, oh, can we keep doing just the shakes? Could I just keep doing the shakes, you know? I mean, that's a common reaction for people to have. And certainly I'm, I feel the same way. I'm like, oh, I don't want it to be over day eight, which is part of the reason that we're doing a 21 days because <laughs> we don't, you know, we weren't, we're not going to have to go through that at, on day eight or nine, wishing it was still going to be going on. No. <laughs> so I'm hearing the word shakes. I'm hearing good food. So for the most part, people can do their shopping on their own. Oh, absolutely. Mm-hmm. In fact, it comes with a guide and the guide is broken down in levels. So the first level will tell you on which days you're drinking shakes, how many, and you're going to take little uh, nutritional support. So how many of those capsules to take and how many shakes to drink at what time of the day? Then there's a page that tells you in general what you can eat, so grains or fruits. Then there's a page that breaks that down day by day. So if you want an apple, you can just go look at your list and see, can I have an apple today? Now, of course, we want everybody to plan ahead, do your shopping, kind of have a sense. And then there's sample menus for every single day. And then there is a recipe to match everything on the menu. So if you've never done anything like this before, it's impossible to get lost. You literally have this guide that will help and support you through the whole process. But if you're working with us, we have a Detox Knox uh, group. 
on Facebook where people come on and they share what they're feeling, but they also share recipes and I'm engaged with you on that page. So there's a community there. Talking Detox Knox with Dr. Jane George, who is functional medicine doctor and creator of Detox Knox and hoping everybody jumps on board for January 2nd. Look, you're getting that one extra day too, Joe, because everybody thinks, oh, January 1st, but then it's so hard because we had a good time the night before. That's right. <laughs> it might be the ideal thing for you. You can always contact Dr. Jane on Facebook at Dr. Jane, spelled out D-O-C-T-O-R, Jane. That's Facebook. And then at Dr. D-O-C-T-O-R, Jane Wellness. And that's on Instagram. Yes. Okay, well, here's to 2022 and being healthy. Yeah, I hope you have a great year too, Michelle. Thank you. I hope you enjoy the rest of your weekend. I'm Michelle Silva. Thanks for listening. Remember, East Tennessee Now is available on demand as a podcast from iTunes, Google Play, and Stitcher. Thanks for listening. I'm Michelle Silva, and I'll talk to you soon. You've been listening to East Tennessee Now, a weekly public affairs program featuring some of the people and organizations that make Knoxville and East Tennessee such a great place to live. If you have a suggestion for the program, we'd love to hear from you. Our mailing address is P.O. Box 27100, Knoxville, Tennessee 37927, or call the studios at 865-525-6000. That's 865-525-6000. East Tennessee Now is a presentation of Midwest Communications Company.